Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And Chris Fuller. And on today's episode of Real Talk Christian, we're talking about idolatry in the church. What is it? What does it look like? And what do we need to look out for to make sure that we don't put other things ahead of God where he belongs? Fuller, are you ready? Let's go. Let's go. And I feel like we're just speeding right into it, Mark. <laughs> well, first off, welcome to the um, the sauna episode. Ooh, it is a because little warm it here. is toasty in the church and a little stinky too. Little stinky too. Today apparently is like the most popular day for the church besides normal Sundays. Yeah, because we have podcast. Yep, the, the boys are playing basketball, and it smells like it. And they're doing the church lock-in tonight. For the teenagers. So we yep. got to like, boom, 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 fire through these. Kick uh, out. So we got no podcast. video this week. No video this week. Just audio. No video next week. Nope. Just audio. So don't go. I mean, you can look on YouTube, but it's just going it, to be it, It'll be there, but it's just audio. So you, right. you don't get to see our wonderful faces, which honestly, I feel like we can have an actual conversation now because we we're not looking at, at a camera and there's not lights. Like people don't realize we have... Three different light rigs, plus the camera and, and a monitor and a computer. I mean, there's wires everywhere. All over. Like, I feel like I'm constantly, like, touching a wire. I've been, In, I've been eating these chocolate espresso beans. I feel like I got, like, wait, let me see these. film let me see on these. my mouth now. So these are chocolate-covered. Oh, these are Starbucks. So they're, like, even more bitter. Uh, they're actually not bad. So I don't eat chocolate-covered espresso they beans. They must have, so, like, the tiniest espresso beans in there because I don't even taste them. I have never. They just taste like chocolate. You hear that? That's like the crackle and pop of them open. I have okay. Today we're doing Starbucks. So I have <laughs> never eaten a chocolate covered espresso bean from Starbucks. All right, so guy. here we go. I feel like I don't want to chew into the mic. What do you think? Not bad. It tastes That's more like good. chocolate than anything, right? Oh, there's the espresso. Okay. Yep. It's all right. It's all honestly right. that kind of has a. That's got a good chocolate hit to it, though. It's got. It's more chocolate than it is mm-hmm. coffee bean. But I can taste the grittiness now on my teeth afterwards. But I, but I see what you mean by the film. But yeah, it's like, yeah, it's just kind of. <laughs> so if people hear us smacking our lips and Sorry. cleaning our teeth. It would make more sense if there was video. But we had to get rolling tonight because we got to be cleaned up and out of here before the lock-in tonight. I so. mean, most people don't probably don't realize how late we record. We record late. Typically, usually. I'm not getting home to like midnight. Mm-hmm. Typically. We start at like six. I wouldn't say typically. Typically, is it really midnight? For me, it's like 1030. Not when we were doing it at your house. It was always That's like That's true, because we would stay after, and we would chat, well, and we would have in-between times in and making right. coffee. But this and- time, it's just like, boom, boom, let's just knock it out, and then we'll have our alone time afterwards. Oh. All oh. alone. Alone time. <laughs> My mic the just mic. fell. There's, there's case in point that we need new equipment. So, But tonight's episode is sponsored by Starbucks. Starbucks. Char- Charbucks, because you know they what? burn their beans. But it's all right, because I got their foo-foo drink with enough sugar that it covers all the bad So days. what are you drinking tonight, my guy? It is a caramel ribbon frappuccino. Oh, it's so good. What are you drinking, my guy? Well, well before we get some, well, mine is an upside down caramel upside down. mock. So, so this is, it's made differently. I mean, it's made upside down. This is how I make it at home, and this is how Beth always <laughs> drinks it. It's made upside down. You like it? They just put the ingredients in backwards. backwards. So it was funny. You know, I texted you, I was like, cold or hot? And I was like, he's probably like, uh, it only comes in hot. I was waiting for that. And you're like, hot. And as soon as I got there, she's like, cold or hot? I'm like, I knew I needed you to knew ask. You needed to ask. <laughs> so I'm doing an upside down caramel macchiato because I really enjoy them. 
Yeah. I used to do it's them. A, I used to do them the other way where they put the milk in first and then the espresso. Mm. I make it different at home anyways. But Beth was like, no, you got to try it upside down. So you get an espresso hit first and less foamy milk first. Because, it, I got because you. I in, instead of like a lot of milk and then espresso just in the middle, it's like all mixes in. So basically it's stirred. Mm. It's right. basically stirred. But for your your fruit fruit drink, all right? So people... The people's gots to know. So you, you're you not a big Starbucks fan I, until it comes to their frou-frou drinks. Their frou-frou drinks. frappuccinos and the high-sugared stuff. It's really the... the holiday the, drinks. You love their holiday it's drinks. It's their holiday drinks and their and their frou-frou frappuccinos that I like. So what's your... Uh, so so you have the caramel, caramel ribbon tonight. Is yep. that your normal go-to? That's my go-to for it, okay. summer drinks. For and, summer, okay. And then for winter drinks, it's always the, uh, the white chocolate mocha. You used yeah. When we first sugar. started, when we first started the podcast, you had a white chocolate mocha like every, every episode. Well, remember in our small groups, small groups, right? I used every to grab Tuesday one you walked in. Yep. That was our that was our Starbucks night. I so. remember that. I remember that. No, see, I actually spent a lot of time with uh, one of my former students. Well, Cassidy, she's a Starbucks priest. All the all the cripes were at Starbucks, but they all have different jobs now. Fun fact: there's no more cripes at Starbucks. But I was like, okay, this is the drink I love. It right. is a vanilla bean frappuccino, right? Okay. With espresso because it's because right. and I'm like, all right, I don't want to pay seven bucks for this drink, Cassidy. So how do I make it the actual like five dollar price? So she went on this long expedition and even at work was ringing different ideas up to try to make it cheaper because it's made with the cream base and then they add espresso. But right. when you add espresso or anything, they charge it up like an extra buck fifty. I thought it was like a buck seventy five. Is it a buck seventy five? I think so. But still, it's to the point where it's stupid expensive, where it's yeah. like. I'm paying the same thing for a Frappuccino. Why does it cost so much more? It's just because it's not on the menu and I have to make it custom. Well, I used to never drink Starbucks until I married a former barista from Starbucks, a.k.a. Janelle. A.k.a. Janelle. <laughs> and then she so, got you into it. So, so we're, we're drinking Starbucks tonight. We're not drinking no frou-frou drink. We're not no, drinking no... No, no time tonight for Well, no, we stuff, are so. drinking frou-frou drink. We're well, drinking yeah. no micro-roasted, slow-roasted, no, house-roasted, good-quality thing. This is just... This is on the go. Let's on go. the go, pure sugar. So, all anyways, right, my let's, dude, uh, let's move on. Let's get into the question in a box because I got a good question you for you. You got a today. question? Okay. All right, you ready? Uh, no, not really, actually. Right. I'm a little so, nervous. If you could have asked Jesus anything, what would it be? <laughs> oh, you got to be. If I could. If you could have asked Jesus anything, so like if you were living back 2,000 years ago with him, mm -hmm. what would it be? I would want him to explain how the Trinity actually works. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you pray to God the Father? Because Jesus is God. Right. God the Father is God. God the Holy Spirit is God. But God the Father is not Jesus. And Jesus is not God. But they're three in one. So it's one God, three persons. See, not. here's the thing. Here's the thing. I hear you asking that question. And then I hear Jonathan Rumi, the guy who plays Jesus on The Chosen, going... Let's save that for another time. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's what I would want. More than the practical day-to-day -day living, I would want to be like, how the heck does the Trinity, like, 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 how does it work? Like, how does it actually work? That's, that's what I would want to know. That's, that's what I would want to know. I'm more of the practical guy. I would have been like, so Jesus, honestly, because you can't lie. Right. How many times as a child did you fall and get hurt and heal yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Jesus never had a boo-boo. How did you know? He was every way man. He did. And he bled. We, we knew yeah, he bled on right. the cross, so homeboy had to scrape his knee. But seriously. Can, can you imagine? Can you imagine, like, 
He falls out of the tree, and Joseph comes running up. Oh, Jesus, are you okay? He's like, no problem. I'm healed. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have nothing about his, 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 his Not, growing up. We get a little snapshot at 12, and that was, that was, that it. was it. Like, I know there's the whole, um, oh, was it, is is in the Book of Islam, or maybe the Book of Mormon, where Jesus turned like a wood bird into a real I bird? I believe that was the Book of Mormon. Is that the Book of Mormon? Okay. Which is... And, yeah, and then there's the memes where it was like Jesus or, or Mary telling Jesus get in the bathwater, and Jesus is staying on the water, going no, yeah, right? <laughs> like, like that's 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 fair. Like, yeah. How many times did he heal himself? Yeah. I was expecting you to say, "How did you not sin?" Like little thirteen year boy no. running around Jerusalem with all those little thirteen year old girls. The other question, like, how do you not? The other question was, how often did your brothers and sisters get in trouble because mm. you're perfect? Obviously, you didn't sin. <laughs> Could you imagine being oh, Jesus, Jesus' brother? Can you imagine being James? No, you? no wonder why they were like, you're crazy, Jesus. Michael <laughs> Jr. has an amazing sketch on that. Like, so, so I'm wearing a WWJD bracelet. He's like, could you imagine James walking around one of these in Jerusalem? Go, hey, what does your bracelet mean? Uh, it's not what would Jesus do. It's what would James do? <laughs> like, this ain't Jesus. This is James. Right. But could you imagine being the brothers of Jesus? The, oh, yeah. Not even a little bit. You know, there's, uh, there's some interesting debate whether Jesus even had siblings, which we touched on a little bit, and I think in the Mary episode where... You know, Mary, you know, had Jesus and then never slept with like Joseph ever. Like that's the the Catholic, mm -hmm. you know, but so Orthodox Catholic, should I say? Right, but but but, but we believe Jesus had brothers. But that's a that's a fair question. I believe James was the brother of Jesus, the actual <laughs> brother. So, anyways, I let's, love it. Uh, I love it. Let's dive in. Do we have any reviews? We do today, not have a new no review unless reviews. one. Nope. I just I just checked. Now we have had some really cool interactions on on Instagram. But wait. The coolest thing was what you sent to me and the Frericks last night. Oh, the fact that we're trending. We're trending. In Peru. We're in the top 200 podcasts in Peru. In Peru. I mean, that's what's that's up. That's pretty dope. Like, that's pretty dope. <laughs> and then we've had some really cool interactions on Instagram lately. Oh, yeah. So we've had some fun conversations over there. And, and we, we tell people we're real people. We want to minister. We want to do this thing called life together, yep. you know? And, and then we heard from one of our, our uh, favorite brothers, Billy Fenton. Yep. He's all caught up with all the podcasts. Good job, Billy. Which is unstupid real. Man, that's like, a lot of content I, to go through. And it didn't take him that long. So, so Billy, here's the deal. I, I love listening to myself talk. But not that but much. Not that much. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that you are a rewinder is... And you're caught up. That, made my, that, that makes my day. It's awesome. The fact that people want to listen to our conversations is super cool. Billy, friend. let me ask you a serious question, okay. though. No, and I didn't say Mark. I said Billy. Oh, I said, okay, like I'm listening. Oh, okay. I'm listening. So, Billy... Get back to us. I know you're going to Facebook message us because you're the best. But and uh, I will say, Billy's probably our most active Facebook user. Oh man, I love it. Though. And uh, David, David's another David one. David Weaver. Too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So Billy, I, I got to ask you: Was it better quality now or better quality podcast in the beginning? Which one do you like you more? Know, do you I like was, more the style we do now and the oh, different segments? The yeah. Or did you like like just in the beginning where it was just like. There it is. That's true, because most people have gone on the journey with us. Right. So, yeah. So they may not remember quite back that far. I mean, that, we're coming up, dude, in August, it'll be two we're years. We're close to... Two years. We're close to episode 100. We've been putting out an episode a week for almost two years, except for those short little couple weeks breaks. Um, those little breaks in the summer, but we've even done bonus episodes, too. So we've... I think we've passed 100 episodes Total. Total. I think we're. I think we're going to be at like by the time we hit the hundredth episode, it'll be like one hundred and six or one hundred and nine episodes total. But regardless, guess what we're doing for our hundredth episode, Mark? We're having a giveaway. Giveaway. Beep, 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 beep. You, 
I didn't have the music pads An- ready. Anybody who's been with us for a while should probably guess that, hey, on the big stuff, there it is. we like to give big giveaways. So, Mark, can you tell everybody who's listening, what are we going to be giving Dude, away on our 100th I'm episode? I'm excited. So, the first the first giveaway we did, episode 50, we did the Mega Swag Bag. Oh, yeah. And Joe Frerich's got Joe that. Fre- <laughs> well, Kimberly. Kimberly got Kimberly that. jacked it, so we got Joe more stuff. <laughs> Um, but you know, for the mega swag bag, we gave away that, that tote bag and it wasn't, it wasn't a tote bag. It was a drawstring backpack, which just so you know, that's Elliot's go bag for church. It is has it? his book. It has, it has actual stuff in it nice. and it hasn't been destroyed. It well, is and we get good quality. We gave the same one. Billy Fenton yep. actually has that yep. one too. So we so. gave away the backpack, uh, t-shirt, coffee that you roasted, coffee, the coffee mug. mug. Um, a signed letter from us and a signed picture. Signed picture. Yep. With that was framed, and then what was like it? Business Sticker, cards, stickers, and stickers, and buttons, and, buttons and like we just did the whole nine yards. Everything. everything. Well, since it's the one hundred episode, dum dum dum. We're giving away our new car. Oh wait, no, we're not. We, we, we're not Oprah. We're not Oprah. No, we're you gonna do. We're gonna do a, a two for giveaway. Two for a two for like all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth or. I mean, maybe. maybe <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know if there's people out there in West oh. Virginia or Mississippi listening to us. Maybe they want their two front teeth. Wow. Sorry. Well, that we, was, just, that was, we just we lost, lost the whole listener base. Most of our listener base is gone now. Oh, Thanks goodness. a lot, Mark. That's okay. My dad's from the Bayou of Louisiana, oh, so it ain't boy. pretty. But we're going to do the two for giveaway, where everything Twofer. we give away, we're giving away two of. Two. So either you and your spouse, you and your best friend, you, you and maybe you want to give it to someone who you think should listen to the podcast. Or you just you and stuff. you. Or just you and you. You can go on a date with yourself. VRTC. <laughs> so we're going to be giving away two different books. We're, yeah. not, we're not telling you what they are yet. No. We're keeping those close to our chest. You got, you got to look out for, as we draw closer to the 100th episode, which I mean, we're close, but like a week away, start checking social media and we might reveal it on social media. So we're going to have two books. Yep. Two shirts. Yep. We're going to do two coffee mugs. Yep. Probably some stickers and some, some buttons. Some stickers and some buttons. Business cards. And maybe some coffee. And maybe some coffee. Depends. But we're gonna do two shirts, two coffee mugs, and two books. It's the it's the two It's the twofers. It's two for magic. And hey, if there's anybody out there who wants to like, I don't know, give us stuff to put in the hundred mega swag bag, that'd be awesome. That would be cool. If we have some friends out there that are like, yeah. hey, I want to add this into it. I, like I know it. there's some other guys out there who are also podcast hosts. That maybe we can start. We're talking to you, up. Andy Lehman, <laughs> from the Dudes and Dads podcast. Oh my goodness! Or you know, what does the Bible say oh, with Rodney Buse? You yeah, know, we got Rodney. some of those. So it'd be now. fun to do a, a mashup. We need, stuff. Well, I think we yeah, I think we were talking. We're, about we're that talking it. So it's anyways, in the works. We'll, it is we'll in it. the works. We'll get it at date of recording. But either way, we're gonna do anyways, a two for giveaway. Two where for, two shirts, two coffee mugs, two books, and whatever you know, else. Whatever else we decide to toss in. <laughs> you to just never know. <laughs> it's like a mystery swag bag. And we're still trying to figure out the best way to do it. Because, you know, this is what's hard is you can only leave one Facebook review. You can only leave one podcast review on yeah. Apple iPod, on Apple Podcasts. So we're trying to figure right. out the best way to give it away. So keep your eyes mm. out, but you got to be on social media. If you're not on social media, text us, email us. Let us know that you're not on social because we want to get you into that thing too. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll throw a Chosen DVD in there too since I love the Chosen. You love the Chosen. Maybe we'll give them the shirt off your back. <gasps> no. <laughs> <laughs> it probably won't fit anybody. It wouldn't fit me, it's, but it's, that's okay. It's you're, a big shirt. Yeah, I'm a little guy, but it's all right. But either way, we are going to have the two for giveaway, but Super. keep your eyes and ears out on social media for when we give that away but dude we have no review to read we talked about the two for mega swag bag hundred coffee did question in a box i think we're ready to get in bro i mean this is a serious episode it is not really aren't aren't all of our episodes serious (laughs) like we're serious about all the episodes but we're talking today about what is 
like not just what is idolatry, but idolatry in the church. Like what? Yeah. So, so is there a difference between idolatry in the church and just idolatry in general? Like what's your thought with this? Do we want to go into that now? That's up to you. Oh, I don't know. So this is not a building episode. This is just a, Hey, we're going to have a conversation episode. All right. So, um, I'm going to save that for a little bit. Okay. Because I want to, okay. I want to just do a defining what idolatry. Yeah, is. set the stage a little bit. So let's set it with uh, the definition of idolatry. Okay, this is not like I didn't go. What is biblical idolatry? Like this is just from like I tried think it was, and true. I think it was from definitions.com or something like that. <laughs> but the definition of idolatry is the worship of idols, extreme admiration, love, or reverence for something or someone. That's a big thing. Extreme ador- ad- admiration. Okay. So, like, you have extreme admiration, love, or reverence for something, something, or someone. someone. And, and, and I get where that definition comes from because we have shows, you know, like American Idol. Oh. And other. Yeah. Uh, well, American Idol is probably the the show that uses the word idol, idol. the most because right. it's in its title. Like, you don't hear the word idol, idol just ever. around. I mean,. You hear other ones like they're iconic or right. but Amer- but, like the American Idol is Kelly Clarkson. But, like but, that's that's kind of the only time you hear. But it. we also hear oh so and so idolizes so and so. That is true. Like you a hear a lot, especially when it comes or, to the sports world or or, or you know um, actors or actresses, music stars. That you know you're, you're idolized by the younger generation. You need to act right. Blah blah blah. And it's like oh okay, but specifically in the church, does the church have idolatry what do you think mark well before we get into that i kind of want to ask is this the right definition to ask for regarding the church because i I feel like extreme love uh admiration reverence are those even bad things you know i think we first need to ask that question are they bad things before we even talk about what's idolatry well okay so i think they can be okay okay it's just like too much of anything is can be bad for you. Well, literally, it depends also on what coffee. you're doing. Too, too much of coffee is all right. That's a good thing. You might never sleep, and you might have a heart attack. You might die. Je- Jesus but, you made know. sure that Hebrews was in the Bible. But ah. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, sorry, bad dad joke. Anyways, um, you know, I, I don't think it's just a matter of too much or too little to idolatry. Idola, I can't even say it. Idolize. Thank mm-hmm. you. That's the word. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But uh, it's also the subject matter. Okay. Okay. So. Well, let's just let's just dive into the words of God here. Okay, first. yeah, let's let's okay. do that because that's what I'm trying. That's what I'm wrestling with. He's is, like, man, I, I don't this, even know where you're going with. Well, all I this. hear this <laughs> definition, and then I'm like, okay, well, I admire people in the church. Like, I admire Billy Graham, and I admire like David Crowder. I admire you but know, Sean McDowell. Extre- like, is it extreme admiration to where like you're idolizing them? So let's get into what God yeah. says, all right? He says in Exodus 20, 1 through 6, and God spoke all these words saying, okay, I can't, I mean, this is God speaking. I am the Lord your God who brought you, this is, he's speaking to the, the Israelites. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. Oh, this is kind of like the start of the Ten Commandments. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness or anything that is in heaven above or on earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth you shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord, am your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of, of, the, of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. So then let's go to Leviticus 26.1, basically the same thing. It's all over in the first five books here. 
You shall not make any idols for yourself or erect an image or pillar. You shall not set up a figure stone in your land to bow down to, for I am the Lord your God. Now you're like, okay, well, this is talking about erecting graven images right, like and actually, bowing down. Like I almost, and, and I, I picture like a totem pole and worshiping a totem pole, you know? Right, that's the easy stuff, right? right. We, we figure, okay, we're not going to bring Buddha, a statue of Buddha into our house or a statue of Well, not just that, whoever. but then also bow to it, you know, in order right, to say right. this God will protect me from whatever. But how many Christians might have like, I don't know, a painting of Jesus? Because here's the thing. Exodus says... Uh, you should not have for yourself carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or on the earth beneath. So what's your thoughts maybe on, I don't know. Wow, we're cross, going there now. Crosses, paintings of Jesus. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's well, a good I mean, question. Th- this it, is one of them things is like, are there idols in the church? And there's a, a listener who's Catholic who listens to our podcast. And mm. after the Mary episode, he asked a question. He goes, okay, so... Honest question, Mark. What do you, you you talk about the shrines, the Mary, and right. and and, and but what about the these things? Well, what about the nativity scenes? Right. Like, is that yeah. bad? Is that? I'm right. like, oh wow, that's that's a good question. So this is where we have to get into, um, what do they stand for? Um, what, do, how how closely do you hold in the tribute? Like, mm-hmm. so I'll give you an example. Okay. As a child, right, my parents had a a picture of. Um, a quote unquote Jesus, mm-hmm. <laughs> blue, blonde hair, blue eyed Jesus hanging up in our house. They were baby Christians. My dad met his best friend, my godfather, who passed away. We've talked about in previous episodes. It, it's been a um, long time since we've talked about has, the godfather, actually. It has, but um, it, he had a very strong resemblance to this picture. So I used to call him Jesus <laughs> as a child. <laughs> I, I mean, at a three, four year old, I thought he was Jesus. Right. Do you think I, I had a. Uh, misconception of who Jesus actually was or might have looked at like to the fact where I started worshiping almost a man who looked like this picture who I was told was Jesus. So see how you could take it. And not that, I mean, it was a child's right. innocence. All right. I'm not saying I was sinning. <laughs> but in it's that a actor. small little example. For it's, a, it's a tiny thing of that makes you just go, huh. how, how do we hold these things? Right. And, and I'm reading through this verse and it says, you're not to make for yourself any carved image or anything uh, or, or of any likeness of anything in heaven above or beneath right. that is in the water below earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them for I am the Lord your God. So right. the question is, is, is it talking about these carved images as if to embody that God in order to worship that God? Because that's what a lot of these idols are, specifically down in like, um, like the rainforest and also in Africa where they create these idols, and it's supposed to be the embodiment of that actual idol, so you can go through them, like in Old Testament times, where right. you get the, the idol of Baal. Like that's actually Baal, or like um, in uh, Areopolis with mm-hmm. Zeus and with all these uh, massive buildings to the Greek gods. Mm-hmm. Like that's supposed to be the physical. I, I almost think of Hercules, you know, like right. where he w- walks before Zeus, and then Zeus embodies the 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 statue and talks to him in the in the Disney movie and then sits back down. So, but that's what, what I picture. But, but what's an idol? But you know, but I but back to the graven image to finish it are the paintings that we have from thousands of years of church history a bad thing. Like, so you the, know, it's kind of and I'm I'm not going to say thus. We're going to go through the scriptures, and I'm going to let listeners decide. I'll okay. give my opinion. But I'm not saying my opinion is 100 percent correct either. I, this has been a long debated thing, subject matter, for 
uh, 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 well, a few hundred years from what I've seen, if not longer, mm-hmm. it's been debated. Back to uh, Martin Luther um, has said something about this very thing because coming out of the Catholic Church, he saw exactly well, and even what it more was. out of that, even more of the Greek Orthodox with the icons. Like you right. would, you would, you know, pray to the icon as if you can see them. So, you know? let me ask a question here. Okay. And and this is kind of where I want to just see your opinion on it, okay? Okay. So we we know, and sorry for our listeners, I'm not trying to pick on um, anybody that belongs to the Catholic Church or anything. I love you. That's not what my intention is, so please don't take it that way. But at a Catholic Church, you know, I've seen, uh, I've been to Catholic churches. Um, I've had friends that gone there and invi- invited me, and so I go. Um, and I watch them like, kiss their hand and like touch the feet of Jesus hanging on the cross and all this stuff. Well, you're supposed to. And then like, even at the grotto at Notre Dame, like people, you know, walk under mayor and there's that stone from the other grotto that's over in France and people will kiss that too. Right. And so, you know, are we, are we making, are they making an idol out of the cross, Jesus hanging on the cross and then we bring it into our church and we're saying, well, it's not an idol. It's just a symbol. It's a symbol. But, is it? Because to other people coming in from the outside, right, we're supposed to um, not have the appearance of evil, I guess, mm-hmm. would be where this conversation kind of turns me to. Um, if we're not supposed to have the appearance of evil and other people are using these things as idols and we're saying, well, no, they're not idols here. They're just symbols, but they view it as an idol. Is it almost becoming a stumbling block or, uh, you, you know, something along those lines? Well, I mean, what's your thoughts I mean, on that, I Mark? feel like that might be going a little too far because I feel like in one sense it's a – it's a way to con, and again, I know this is like I don't do it personally because I feel like that is crossing lines. But is that for them to physically, tangibly, well, grasp okay. something and do something? Cause I, so that's what I was thinking of with the paintings, right? So you go to uh, the Basilica at Notre Dame, right? They have the Stations of the Cross. You go to all the other Catholic uh, cathedrals around here. They have the stained glass windows right. and the whatever. Even art, Methodist art. churches, and it's and, art, and that's and that's a gift from and, God. I don't want to displace the oh, art for sure. And but what was the purpose of all of those? It used to be that those told the story of the gospel to right. a illiterate culture. So right. rather than being able to sit here and like we could read the gospels, we can read the scriptures. It was a literate culture, so artists would create these paintings right. and it was to tell the story of Jesus. A different time period. Right. Exactly. Right. And, and and I'm not discrediting that at all. I mean, we all have learned. With presenting the gospel, we present it in different ways to the audience that we are presenting mm-hmm. it. I mean, even Paul did that. That's that's the whole become a Roman to win a Roman concept, right? But and this might go into what we might talk about a little bit next episode. Is is it more people are looking to tangibly have an experience with God? If they can see Jesus on the cross, it makes them remember. And well, Jesus, thank you for and this. And so let's let's bring it a little closer to home, right? Okay. Southside Baptist Church. Okay. We, we have a cross, right? No, we got a cross out there. If I went up with an axe and hit that cross with an axe, what do you think would happen in our church? People would go berserk. Why? Because that cross is supposed to be the cornerstone of our religion, and it's disrespectful to what it stands for. Okay, so then let's turn it back, because I've also heard the same Christians that will say that. They'll say, well, pledging allegiance to the flag, that's creating an idol out of the flag for America. Right? So when people burn the... Burn the flag. Oh, I see what you mean. When okay. people stomp on the flag, it shouldn't mean anything to us. It's just a flag. That's what I hear these same people that would flip out if I hit the cross. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, but why? Why does it bother you? Because it, of what it, it's supposed to represent. Okay. 
you know, so how far are we going to take? And that? I mean, at the same token, it's also disrespecting personal property and damage and well, just that okay, and the other, okay, but, but I'm trying to get. But here's, here's a good That's, example. I'm not Actually, trying to focus here, in. On here's the, a good that. example. Like okay. there's there's a, another church that I knew of. They redid their entire sanctuary. Right, they had a cross on the side wall. They took the cross down, and then just. They 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 were a modern church where they had the lights and the stuff and the pastor and people were freaking out. They're like, "Why you take down our cross?" And the pastor's like, "Jesus is still uh, he's the the grave's still empty. The right. that's, we we don't just I mean we're thankful for the cross. We remember the cross." And he's like, "We preach the gospel. We have images of the crosses on our screens. Why do we have to have this cross on the wall? Why is that becoming a sacred cow?" Right. Which a lot of churches do have sacred cows to the point where. There was a church I was a part of where they couldn't take the chandeliers down because of the old people in the church. Our church, our sacred cow, was our piano. So remember when we had to scooch it to the sanctuary because people were oh, yeah. not okay with us, you know, getting rid of it. We, we finally got rid of it because it was just well, losing put, money. After we put it in the closet for a year. Well, that's just it. We put it in the closet, <laughs> then we put it in the foyer, and we stuck it places, but we couldn't get rid of it because it became a awkward sacred so, cow. So that's my thing, though. So And that's what I'm saying. These things in themselves may not be bad, but how do we view them okay okay how are we looking at these certain things they themselves may not be a bad thing just like i said i can appreciate art mm -hmm. i can appreciate the murals and the stained glass window i can appreciate all that and that's different but when it gets into idolatry is when we're offended when something happens to that materialistic thing now we're crossing into a little bit of the idolatry mm -hmm. aspect and I mean, it's not something that we're just dealing with in the Old Testament. The church dealt with it in the New Testament. I got several scriptures here from the New Testament. Paul says in Colossians 3, 5 through 6, Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. So do you think we have sexual immorality, not, not just in the world, but... In, in our church, not in large. I would. In large. Well, yeah. We got pastors that are struggling with pornography. Scandals. Sex scandals. It was Rave Zacharias is one of them, a good example of that. So we got that. Impurity. You think we got impurity in the church? Mm -hmm. You think we got uh, different passions? I would say evil passions because I don't think passion in itself is evil, but evil passions, desiring to or be passionate to hurt somebody or do something that's against what God would say. I think we do. I think the church has evil desires in it because why? We're all sinners covered by grace, though, right? We mm -hmm. are covered by grace. And how many of us are covetousness? Right. And, and <laughs> the know? verses, that, that voice, which is idolatry, is pointing to the covetousness because you want something more than what you have. And, right. it, and that's, what I, that's what I'm trying to think through all these different perspectives with idolatry, whether it's different faith and practice. Because I'm looking at our, our church's building. Right. You know, I don't think there's anything physically in this building Build, like there's things that are cool that are like like we have the the, the original stained glass window that's behind the screen right but you know, that's kind of cool but if we lost the church right if we lost the church what do you think would happen i think our church would probably be okay but how many churches aren't okay how many bodies break up when they lose the church it burns down they can't make the payments whatever it may be i mean but is that so much i, I don't but i don't think that's so much idolatry because i feel like idolatry is more of the, the 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 why behind the what and idolatry focuses more on the heart and the reasons why you're doing it. But why is a building so important? And that's that's a valid and that, question. And that's what I'm saying. I think you can make an idol out of the building. I'm not saying the building in itself is bad. I'm just saying these are the things you can make an idol out of. So then we go into Revelation nine, twenty and twenty one. 
The rest of mankind who were not killed by the plagues did not repent of the works of their hands, nor give up worshiping demons or idols. So, and I only brought this up to show that even in the end, there's going to be idols worship going on. Uh, idols of gold and silver and bronze and stone and wood, which cannot see or hear or walk, nor did they repent of their murders or their sorcerers or their sexual immorality or their thefts. Now, I'm not saying that this is the church here, but I am saying that clearly revelations is revelation is pointing out that there's going to be idolatry in the end. So mm-hmm. it's not gone away with. And that's, that, I, I'm trying to establish, I guess for me, what I'm doing here, and I've got several other verses we can go through or we cannot go through. Right. But what I'm trying to establish here is the fact that if we are not careful on how we view things in the church, we them we ourselves can make idols out of these things. And I, I think I'm finally catching up. I think I had to catch up to where you're at because I was taking idolatry of the church in a different way in terms of we idolize and put what, what do we put in place of God? Like we put our money, we put our family, we put our things. And I think right. that has something to do with it. But I think I was honestly just missing the crossways because, you know, this is as, as a pastor, as a ministry leader, you know, one of the biggest things they always tell you not to do in a church is change everything because the church will drive you out, whether good or bad. Like, you know, I, I pulled up an article real quick from Eric Geiger that popped in my head is three common idols in the church. I remember reading this when he first dropped it. He said, the place, the past, and the programs that a lot of churches will say, well, that's not the way we used to do it. You know, we, that's that we, we've never done that way before. Or, you know, why, why are we trying to kill this ministry program? Like, like we have men's ministry, women's ministry, kids. Right. Children. Like, I remember there was one time, you know, nothing wrong. I actually asked the question in a meeting with all the leaders. And I said, why are, like, I feel like we're all in silos. Like, why can't we all partner together and do different things? Oh, well, this is what the men do. This is what the women do. This is what the children, right. this is what the students do. And I'm like, can we converge? Can we somehow come together with all of this? And, you know, you know. Family worship night, though. We got it. We got family worship <laughs> night. And we're, we're doing a whole church missions trip, finally. Right. You know, like, it's super really cool things. But, you know, I th- there is a, a sense of tradition that I think people have a hard time losing. Like, I think of, of of worship, for example. You know, when we when our church was transitioning out of uh, traditional style of worship into modern, um, when I first came to Southside, people would I, I remember the Southside being like, "Oh, we're we have contemporary music." I remember walking in, going, "Y'all don't have con- y'all had contemporary music ten years ago, but this is not contemporary bro, music right bro. now. Like this is not it." I still love the '90s worship, and there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> and but I remember when when um. Our worship pastor came in proud, and we started having all of a sudden electric guitars right, more on right. stage, and not just playing these little tiny things, but like lead electric with distortion pedal turned on, volume turned up, right. and then we also we added subwoofers into the house, and the music became more driven, and and, and not in a, like that, that that's a preference. I understand it's a preference, but people started getting upset about it, and when it came down to it, is the fact of it wasn't they no one could say if it was right or wrong. It's just this is not the way we do it. This is not the way we used to do right. it. This is not the way we want to do it. That's the way we like to do it. Right. Well, it becomes an idol. And the same for me as a millennial to go, no, 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 no. The music needs to be my way. Right. It needs to be done in my method. Right. And, my got, style. and that's, an, have, that's an idolatrous heart too. It's got to have that drive. It's got to have that whatever. I mean. So, so here's a question I got for you then, Fuller, right? All right. So let's say someone's looking for a church, right? Yep. Normally what most people do is they go, what's in it for me? Mm-hmm. What do you have that can serve me? Do you think that's a bad heart to have, yes. or do you think that's an idolatrous heart? Yeah, I don't think it's an idolatrous heart, but I think I do think it's the wrong attitude to have. Okay, why? Because we are called to be servants. 
we're to serve one another, right? So the pastor, the elder The pastor board, is the chief of the servants. Well, they're chief of the servants because they pour in and they equip, right? They mm-hmm. equip for ministry. They equip, their ministry is to equip others for ministry. They serve. So you're being served, but you also need to serve in those corporate gatherings. Go ask somebody how their day's going. Take an interest, care, mm. love on. Rather is, than focus on yourself. Right, look, focusing look out, on what you want. Look out want. for the betterment of right, others. Right, exactly. And Philippians, so, that's Philippians too. Right. And so these are, so I don't think it's an idolatry thing there, but I do think it's a, a an attitude that we have where we are very self-centered and selfish and almost, uh, I guess, I, well, I guess you could almost make an idol of yourself. You could see yourself as a, maybe not thinking, oh, I'm a God, but in those actions, you kind of present yourself that way. Mm-hmm. Love, I, I, don't, I need people to serve me. I need to be served. Well, no, there's only one person that sh- needs to be served, and that's God. But that's... So maybe do you think, because, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of, uh, I, like, as you were talking, like, okay, what are some of the main idols in the church? You know, and, and you start talking about pastors who are supposed to be servants. Right. Well, what happens when pastors start to become the conference speaker style pastors and I'm just gonna mm. my, my job is to preach and to teach I'm not here to get my hands messy or go visit pe- old people in the home and do funerals and visitations and counseling my job is just to pray and to teach which is what the apostles mm-hmm. said that's why they hired mm-hmm. deacon uh, the hire that's why they call deacons mm-hmm. out from among themselves but can we start to idolize pastors too yeah. and can pastors think, start to put themselves in bad spots I think we can idolize people mm-hmm I can, if I let myself go too far, I can idolize John Piper, who doesn't even know who I am. Mm-hmm. He it's doesn't true. know me. I can idolize him, though. I can make him an idol in my life. And there's three co- quotes I, I kind of want to read here real fast. Okay. Um, one is from Martin Luther. It says, he said, whatever your heart clings to and confides in, that is really your God, your functional Savior. Mm. So to me, that's a, that's a heavy hitter right there. So whatever my heart clings to, not, not whatever my heart likes, you know, I could say, Mark, brother, I love you, but my heart's not clinging to you where it's like, I got to see Mark all the time. I have talked to Mark all the time. I'm not going to live another day if I don't talk to Mark. I got to talk to Mark. Okay, now I'm starting to cling to you. Mm-hmm. I can do the same thing with materialistic things too. Facebook. I got to <laughs> I gotta be on Facebook. I got to look into gotta Facebook. Got to check Instagram. Instagram. Check. And those, those struggle for me. Yeah, emails. It, it can turn into work. I got to work. I got to earn that money. That's why. Dang, you scrip- talking to me now, bro? You talking at me no, now? No, I'm talking to me Snap. too. But scripture talks about not money is evil, but the love of money is the root of all evil. Why? Because you are making it an idol. You, you're, That love that you're giving, you're clinging to it. And so you're making it an idol of your life. And once that idolatry starts... It's hard to get rid of. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. So um, the next thing I want to read is from Scott J. Hafman. And he said, idolatry is the practice of seeking the source and provision of what we need, either physically or emotionally, in someone or something other than the one true God. It is the tragically uh, pathetic attempt to squeeze life out of a lifeless form that cannot help us or meet our real needs. Man. That's powerful, too. It smacks me in the face every time I read it. He's talking about when we, when we put our, when we start idolizing something, right? We're going back, once we start clinging to something like Martin Luther said, mm-hmm. um, we are trying to, he said, it's, path, it's a, a path, tragically pathetic attempt to try to squeeze life out of something that doesn't give us life. Why? Because Christ is the only life giver. It God reminds me is of, the life giver. Uh, you know, Jesus talks about, apart from me, you can do nothing, nothing good. You right. know, the vine and the, the, the branches, right. you know. 
And because even Jesus was like, you know, what good is the vine if it's not connected to the source? Right. And I guess for me, the scripture that always pops in when I read life, right? And when I read this, it's, uh, you know, Jesus is the way, the truth Mm. and the life, right? So everything else is not that it's bad, but if we let it become but our they're God. gifts, they're supposed to be they they were good gifts from God that it's we gi- turned into something into an idol, else. Right, right? Yeah, and so we've we've made an idol out of something a lifeless thing, a, a lifeless gift. I mean, it may be alive. I could make a, an idol out of my wife. Mm. I could idolize my wife so much to where it's a bad thing, mm-hmm. right? Instead of idolizing the person who needs to be idolized, which is Christ. <laughs> right. <laughs> so and and I do like how in that quote, you know, it talks about either physically. Or, or emotionally. Right. So, so let me ask you this question then. Let me bring it back because this this conversation, I feel like we've had a lot of open space conversation dialogue. So let's let's bring it in. So if someone's listening, they're like, okay, I hear you guys. You know, this is what idolatry is. It's not good or whatever. What do you think are some good gut checks? Like what are some good checks and balances to have in your life to check for idolatry? Because I'm thinking it says either physically or emotionally, you're trying to squeeze something out of something that was never meant to be squeezed out of in the first place. So what do you think would be a good check, like a checkpoint, touch point, touchstone? Well, I think you need to look at where you spend most of your time, money, and really look at what is your priority, Mm. right? Elizabeth Elliot says, if we love something or, or, I'm sorry, if we love someone, or I'm going to put in there something, more than we love God, it is worse than... um, it ordinate. It is idolatry. When God is first in our hearts, all other loves are in order and find their rightful place. Not that we can't have these loves, right? She's not saying that we can't have these loves. And nor does scripture say we can't, I can't love my wife. I can't love my children. No, it tells me I should well, you're love my to, wife. You're called to I love should your love wife. one another. I should love, love my the brother. Way Jesus loves the church. I should do this, but it has to be in the right order. And when I love something or someone more than I love God, when I, I spend more time seeking, searching, uh, and trying to grow closer to money, work, anything above God, right? Then that's where we're starting to dance with that line. And I'm not saying, okay, you're right in idolatry right then and there, but I'm saying we're dancing that fine line where we could easily put God on the back burner and fall into idolatry. Mm. And so we just need to, you know, the first commandment, love the Lord with all your, uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And second, love your neighbor love as your yourself. yourself. Again, that's an, it's an order there, all right? So we're called to love God first. God should be the center of our lives. As a Christian, we're supposed to be Christ-like, Christ followers, little Christ. We hear all these terminologies growing up in church, being in church now, and that's really what we need to be, though. We need to uh, imitate Christ. We are His ambassadors. The kingdom that He and the and the path that He has set us on, whether it's going out and proclaiming the gospel in the streets or just loving on somebody at work, that's that's all from Him. That's keeping Him focused. You know, getting up every morning and saying, "God, thank you so much. I, I love it." So in the chosen. Uh, there's a scene in season we two. We love the chosen on this podcast. Yeah, I do. Well, I love the chosen. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Mark's just along for the ride. Yep. But uh, well, I enjoy it. I know you. It's do. just been a little bit since I watched but, it. But there's a. Uh, I think it's episode two of season two. They like wake up and they say a prayer and they're like, "Thank you, Lord, for like or thank you." Uh, God Almighty, King of the Universe, for the rest that you've brought to my eyes. I did. I, I actually let's watch that episode. Mm-hmm. And for me, I've started incorporating that phrase of thankfulness into my morning. 
And then I go about praying for God to lead my, my steps in my directions. All right. So it's starting off the morning, um, tired, groggy, whatever, but start off that morning with a prayer. And it doesn't have to be a half hour, hour long prayer followed by 10 hours of Bible reading. And then you can start your day. I'm not saying that, but acknowledge God and, and what he has done for you. Be thankful for the, to the almighty that he's given you another day, not to serve yourself, but to serve him and to serve others. Like that's a great gift. Mm, mm-hmm. And so, and that's where we just need to refocus and reprioritize. What is our purpose for being here? It's not to, not to make money. It's not to work. It's not to have a wife. It's not even to go out and have friend, uh, you know, fun with friends and stuff like that. It's out to serve God and love others. Like that's, and, that's and, what we're called and, to and do. That, and all, all that other stuff is fine in its rightful place. In so its like, rightful so, so even with church, like programs, tradition, um, with, with, you know, family life, uh, ball games and going out to eat church, small groups, uh, whatever they're all, all good. They're things. all good things. Right. Just and they're, when they're when in the right place, right. but when they're out of place and they become the chief cornerstone of everything, that's when they become an idol. Gotcha. So I like that. That's, that's kind of how I'm going to land the plane with my thoughts. Uh, you got, anything yeah. Else you so I'm going to end with a, an article that was called how to expose the idols in your life by Joe Carter from the, the gospel coalition. Um, oh, yeah. he said, uh, here's a few areas to examine in order to determine whether the quote unquote good things in your life have replaced a good God. The first thing you need to do is examine your imagination. What do you daydream about when your mind wanders? Is, is it to material goods? Is it to like adventures and experiences or to celebrities or even the approval of your peers? Second, examine your attention. Consider the times you would rather be doing something else rather than practice a spiritual discipline. Number three, examine your finances. Most of us have discretionary disposable income, money left over after the bill's been paid for. How do you spend it? Uh, the next one is examine your prayer life. How do you feel when God doesn't respond to your prayers? Ooh, that's a good do one. you trust him to know what's best? In the next episode, we're going to be talking about what happens when you don't feel close to God. We'll talk about that one next, next week. Um, the next one is examine your relationships. What person do you love the most? And here's another thing, and I didn't, this, he didn't say this, but if you would lose that person, would you lose everything? Because that's that's a good question. Would it destroy you? Would it destroy you? Uh, The next one is examine your emotions. What do you most fear? What do you hope Mm. for? What are you most passionate about? What do you most desire? What makes you extremely angry or sad? Uh, The next one is examine your concerns. What do you worry about? What are you anxious about? What do you fear the most losing? The last one is examine your past and the future. If you had a time machine, it could travel into either the past or the future, uh, what would you use it to change? What makes you nostalgic? What are your biggest regrets? What do you want most to happen in the future? What would cause you to despair if it did not come to pass? Um, then he continues on and says, use these questions to uncover your deepest cravings and desires of your heart. Once you've identified a potential idol, consider whether you've put it ahead of or in place of God. Pray that he will help you become more aware of your idols and that he'll lead you on a long, hard path of faithfulness. Just like the Israelites, we may have to accept the bitter consequences of our of our idolatry, but any price is worth paying if it helps us turn back to the true worship of Jesus. Mm. So I'm going to add this uh, this article. I'm going to add uh, the other one from Geiger in the show notes as well, so that way people want to go back and just read those themselves. Because so, let's be honest, you, I mean most people listen to this while they're on the car or they're doing something. Right. You know, we know y'all ain't ready to take notes right now, so we put these in the show notes for you every week. At least we try to. We, 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 attempt. we, we really try to, so that way you can go back, but that, that's all my final thoughts on this, man. What, I mean, I know you've already given your final thoughts, but any last words before we sign off? Cause I don't want to have the last word. If you got something else. 
I just want to leave the listeners with this, 1 John 5, 20 and 21. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true, in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Time for... Fun Facts with Philly. <laughs> that last laugh every time, my dude. Well, hey, so we ended that one kind of with thinking, kind of with the thought gears turning, somber, somber, somber feeling. So let's 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 get let's let's give the people a little something to to chuckle at before they go, my friend. <laughs> All right, I, I know what this fun fact is. This so one's I'm pretty, ready for it. This, this is pretty hilarious. funny. <laughs> I just want to know where the heck you get this crap. Uh, internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. So. Listeners, here's the fun fact of the day. Of the day. A man actually changed his name because he lost a bet. After losing a drunken poker bet, which I do not advise, in 2009, <laughs> a New Zealand man had his name legally changed, legally changed to Full Metal Havoc, more sexy intelligent than Spock and all the superheroes combined with Frost Nova. <laughs> it took five years, but the name was finally approved by the government. All 99 characters of his new name are on his passport. And that's the fun fact of the day. That's the fun fact of the fact that it took five years. <laughs> the government's the government, like, no. They're like, nah. We, no. And then all of a sudden, someone was like, yeah. But he's like, do I it. lost a bet. I have to. You don't understand government. I have to. Like, I just want to know why it took so long. Like, is it the government? Probably, or? probably the government saying, no, nah, bro, we ain't doing that for you. <laughs> but let's... I mean... That's, that's the dumbest bet I've ever heard. <laughs> like, like, I mean, I don't know. Oh, I bet you. And if I lose, I'll change my name. Okay, right. let's do it. And then they should, now, Aww. I mean, now, now, kudos to him for following through on his bet. He made his yes and yes and his no, no. That, that's, uh, James. He followed James. <laughs> he followed the Bible. Yep. Well, either way, guys, just like always, we are so glad that you've joined us all the way to the end of this episode. Uh, some of you guys have been with us since the very beginning. Some of you guys are... Maybe this is your first episode. I don't know. But either way, we would love to connect with you. You can head over to realtalkchristianpodcast.com, and that's where your source is for literally everything. The merch everything. store, uh, the email address, realtalkchristianpodcast at gmail.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Real Talk and Christian or Real Talk Christian Podcast. We make it so easy for people, Fuller. And there's a phone number, 574-400-5352. And some people have been texting us on that, yeah. which keep it up because we answer it. Yeah, we well, do. Well, we it, try. We don't answer it, the phone. It well, may we, it may not yeah. be right away, but we get back as soon as we are available. So and and have the bandwidth to and, and that phone number connects directly to Mark and I's cell phones. Like it's right, it pops we up get and the it's dings. like, okay, like Hey, man, I wish I had a t chance to answer this call, but I don't. But if they leave a message, that's cool. I'll call them back. Yep. The and easiest way is just text us. Text us or email us. But so we got to make sure we say it one more time before we go. The two for mega swag bag giveaway. The two for the two for giveaway. Let's just call it the two for giveaway. The two for giveaway, where we're giving away two shirts, two mugs, two, two books, books, and, whatever and else. a whole bunch of other stuff tossed <laughs> up in there. Keep your eyes, out, eyes and ears open on social media, mainly Facebook and Instagram, and we'll give you more details about that. Anything else you got for the people, Fuller? Nope, not at all. I love it, guys. Well, hey, until next time. Take it easy.